Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon to you. We are so thankful that God has allowed us another day above ground, another day we can worship his holy name, another day that we can be utilized of him, another day that we can be a blessing in someone else's life, another day of living. God is an awesome, awesome God. We cannot take lightly the gift of life that he gives us each and every day. If you ever wake up in the morning and you feel like things are in such disarray and you wish you didn't wake up, wake up and, and just think about those that possibly didn't open their eyes that morning and recognize that if God allowed you another day, allowed you another breath, then there is yet still something for you to do in this earth realm. And so you need to learn to rejoice and embrace the day. I know that um, back in the 60s, everybody was running around talking about carpe diem, which was seize the day. You know, it was the mantra back of that in that era that everybody wanted to seize the day. And I think that that's a valid um, place to be in life, that you just want to seize every moment of every day to live it to its fullest, live it to its fullness, enjoy the gift of life that God has given you. So, again, we rejoice, we're grateful, we're thankful for another opportunity to meet you in the airwaves. And I know that I don't just say that on behalf of myself, but my beautiful co-host, Ms. Tanya Roberts, who is on the line with us as well, can give her own introduction and hellos, but I'm sure that she agrees with me. Life is a gift, and it is to be lived to the fullest. How are you, my love? I am awesome, beautiful. Thank you so much. Just a little tight tired. Um, since you are so right, um, I had the opportunity. I was blessed to go on a seven-day cruise to the Caribbean. To, we went to Puerto oh, Rico to see the devastation. Yeah, it's, and I'm, you see it on the news, but you had to go down there, you guys, to really see the devastation wow. and the hurt. And uh, 
so much and to see how the world is now and people and, you know, it, mm. it, how blessed we really are and six seventy five for a gallon of milk. And if you can't afford to send your wow. child to private school, then your child don't get educated. That's how it is, a wow, devastation wow. like that. And in bankrupt wow. the, the country, but yet politicians and everything taken over, and 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 we don't look at it in such a devastation. But I did. To me, I told everybody on the trip, it wasn't about just a a girl's trip, a getaway. It was a spiritual endeavor to me, being on that water, seeing that mm-hmm. water, seeing the sunset, how powerful God is, and what He could do if mm-hmm. He choose to, and how Grant, we lost somebody on the ship, somebody didn't wake up. You know what I'm trying to say? And I'm thinking, wow, it could have been one of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, embracing mm-hmm. every moment. Please hear me, people. Mm-hmm. It is about that. I used to trip about little things and be so uptight and stressed out. And, oh, my gosh, it's all over the place. I can see the growth in me, and I can see that it's mm-hmm. certain stuff. You just got to breathe and let go and realize you don't have to mm-hmm. be here. And how, how great Amen. thou art. I woke up on the balcony singing, how great thou art. You know, just singing to mm-hmm. him, look, lifting my hands up, right. saying, look, right. you are just so awesome. And thank God for that, mm-hmm. sis. I mean, to take it all the way out like that. But, oh, man, no, no. it's just. That's, that's real. That's what I'm talking about. When you about. see other things besides yourself, people, they have mm-hmm. us. We are mm-hmm. so, we are so, our, our electronic devices and everything else, we are so out of the loop. I, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, we think that we having more money would make it better. But I believe mm-hmm. in certain circumstances, it may only make it worse. You know, if you, it's hard to it get the level that you're on now. How can you ask for right. any more than what you want? You know what I'm saying? You got to learn how to really understand what's going on in your, your circle. And like what you're saying about living, the sun is shining. I used to be depressed. I suffer from depression, bipolarism. I truly believe I did. But God is a deliverer. And as you want to help, you want God to help you, and you ask God for help Mm -hmm. to bring that out of you, and you got to pray. And and trust me, it ain't just an instant prayer sometimes. You got to keep wanting it and keep desiring. And and why would you want bad things? I was a person that says, you know I was. I just always wish for the bad of myself. I don't deserve it. I just Mm -hmm. know I did. Now I'm saying, you know what, Lord, let me change this around. Because today it it was a spirit trying to grab me. And I had to say, this ain't even worth it. I ain't even going to receive that spirit. I start talking it out. I'm not going to even receive it. I receive good. Mm -hmm. I receive this today, love, perfect mind, and health. Mm -hmm. You got to speak it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amen. I've talked enough. (laughs) Amen. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, what you're saying is so valid because you're right. People take things for granted. You know, and and they have, as you were just say, sharing about yourself, that woe is me attitude that, you know, they they have not come into that place of doing that mind shift of realizing and recognizing how valuable they are and what God has placed within them. I think that's where some of our biggest downfalls are and leads to, quote, unquote, mental instability because we allow the enemy to come and to whisper these thoughts into our minds, into our heads that we're worthless, we're, you know, we, we have no value, we, we're dumb, we don't, you know, we can't do this and we can't do that. And, and we buy into the lies of the enemy and then we start looking and clocking time in a manner of, you know, that 
I'm just here to to try to make it in. I'm just trying to get to heaven and, you know, and uh, Lord, just take me now. You know, how many times have we heard people say that? Just take me now. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. And we forget that we have purpose here. We forget why we're here, you know, and that when God put us here, he put us here with purpose and destiny and with great value within us. So what you said is very, very valuable. And, you know, something else you said about just waking up and going out on the balcony and and giving praise to God, we have to learn to embrace and appreciate the little beauties that God has for us. I was listening to um, a gentleman, um, I think his name is Chris Valtantin or something like that. Anyway, he wrote a book, and the book is entitled Poverty, Riches, and Wealth. Um, Hold on. Let me get the whole title because it's really, really an awesome book. Really is, and it's one of the books that I, I've been listening to in the mornings when I do my walking. Um, Poverty, riches, and wealth: moving from a life of lack to true kingdom abundance. And it, and it's a really, it's an awesome thing to to recognize and understand that we have to shift that mentality of feeling that you know we have no value, that we're inconsequential or what have you, because it, it, it takes us to a dark place. And we, it takes us to a place of, oh, I don't deserve to have anything nice. You know, one thing, and I know you've heard Pastor say this as well, one thing Pastor Dion has taught about a poverty, or not a poverty, a ghetto mentality. And he says that a ghetto mentality has nothing to do with your place of residence. We think about ghetto, we think about the slums and lower economics and what have you. He said a ghetto mentality has no, nothing to do with your place of residence and everything with your mindset. Because if you have a ghetto mentality, you will let nothing in and nothing out. Everything is just boxed up in this one little place, and you will not allow anybody to expand your thought pattern or your horizon at all, and you will not um, let anything escape out of you. You feel like whatever little knowledge or whatever you have, you have to hold so tightly on it. And so it keeps you in this box. It keeps you in this box. And that's not the place that God would have for us, sis. It's not the place that God would have for us. And as I, I was going into to this train of thought about the beauty, understanding the beauty, that's what I was going to tell you about Chris um, Baltum. It just came back to me. Thank you, Lord. He said that he had this profound experience with God. And he said that, you know, he and his wife used to have this little cottage. He said it was a yellow cottage with a white picket fence. He described it. And he said that outside of his bedroom window, they had a flower garden, and the flower garden extended the whole length of the house. And he said that he woke up early one morning to see the sun rise over that flower garden. His window was open, and he just happened to look out, and he said it was earlier than what he would have normally gotten up. But he watched the sunrise over it. And he said it was so beautiful and just looking at the different colors of the flower and how the flowers were arrayed. And he said that as he stood there and he pondered the beauty of it and what have you, he said he clearly heard God ask him, do you know why I created the flower? 
And so he said, it was really kind of cute. He said, you know, here he's waiting for this deep theological um, dissertation. And so he was like, he wanted to know if he should answer God and he should get deep with God, you know, and come up with this, this thesis of why God created the flower or what have you. And he said, after he pondered it and whatever, and then he decided, well, he didn't want to sound stupid to God. So he said he finally, you know, after a few seconds, like he went through this mind trip for a few seconds. And, and then he said, after a while, he just said, um, no, Lord, I have no idea why you created the flower. And he said, and so he's waiting, right, for God to come back with this profound um, thought <laughs> with him. And he said, God came back and said, because I think they're pretty. <laughs> he, said, he said he sat there, and he was like, because you think they're pretty? <laughs> and he Did said, you God didn't say nothing else. <laughs> that said, was it. God I'm trying to tell you. nothing else. Because <laughs> I yes. think they're pretty. And then he said, as he, and I'm going to let you jump in here in just a minute, but he said, and as he pondered that, it took him to the word when Jesus was saying, look at the lilies of the field and how beautifully they are arrayed. How much more will the Father array you, his children? But he said it was just like, he went and he was like, Jesus talked about how beautiful the lily was in the field. And it was like, it was like, God created the flowers just because he thought they were pretty. And it was like, we miss things like that. Tam, we miss just the simplest yes, things yes, like that because we're trying to be yes, so deep. Yes. Yes, we do. Isn't that funny? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. You're that if, if I told you, <laughs> if I said to you right now, sis, they got a contest going on. You can win a million dollars if you do this, 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 and this. If you can pray every day, if you can do this every day, if you can do this every day, then at the end of that, if you do everything that they say, you can win a million dollars. Well, you would, a lot of us would be focused enough to get it together, and we would do it. Well, if you can do it for Please. that reason and that purpose, then you have to find within yourself that you don't need a purpose or a reason. It just is. Yeah. And look at the mm-hmm. beauty of the world and stop complaining. Mm-hmm. I was a complainer. I found things that, I'm being mm-hmm. honest with you, again, like you're saying, I didn't feel like I deserved better. People, the promised land mm-hmm. is in your mind. That's what the enemy mm-hmm. has trying to been keeping us from, your mentality. Yeah. It's your mentality of how you think of things. If you say you just want this and that's all you want, then that's you. Nobody's blaming you. I ain't that's mad all at you. Won't get. Right, <laughs> that's, that's all you're going to get. get. But you can't keep wanting more and don't do something different. Not making a move, being yeah. stagnated, being scared. Yeah, you not, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not. You, let me tell you something. People are rich because they take risks. You hear my sister say she's reading a book. I, I'm starting to learn now. You can't just sit there and do the same thing and expect to get new knowledge and new information. You got to go out of your rim, right. out of your border, out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. to find it because it's mm-hmm. out there. You got to talk to people. You got to want to have a conversation. How can you expect anybody to come and say, Girl, let me get this information to tell you how to make a million dollars. Or, dude, let me tell you how to make this million dollars. And you ain't putting nothing in the pot? Well, rich people only cling to rich people because they have ideas and information and different mm-hmm. things. It's not all about mm-hmm. – I, I just don't believe, sis, what, you, I mean, what you're saying, everything is true. But what I'm saying is prosperity doesn't just mean money. 
You don't know. It's better to have health than wealth. It's better to have your peace of mind mm-hmm. than money sometimes. It's better to be happy mm-hmm. and joyful than to have a whole lot sometimes. I'm not saying that you can't be happy if you don't have a lot. But you have to find that peace. Since you remember, I used right. oh, man, I was, a, I was terrible. That enemy had my mind going to tear yes, me up. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, he can get you to be sad. If he can get you to be mad, angry, or tell yourself that you're nothing, if he can get you to say you ugly, if he can get you to say you fat, mm-hmm. if he can get you to say this and that, he can get you to say all that, that's how he's destroying everything you have. He don't want your money or your cars. He wants your mind. And if mm-hmm. you're not waking up and seeing what's going on, it's not about the house. What happens when you fill all the house up with everything you want? Then you're looking at it, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else left. Mm-hmm. Now you got the car you want. Once you pay that first car note, the thrill is gone away. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? So what are, what are you striving for? So you get it. Yeah. Right. Right. Too much is given, much is required. You want a yacht? It takes mm-hmm. to keep a yacht. Where you going to keep it? How you going to store it? Mm-hmm. How you going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So what I'm saying is you don't. The reason why sometimes on our jobs or whatever, I have to find out. Faded away. Hello? Yeah, can I you hear, hear me, you sis? sound like you're muffled. Now I can. Now I can, yes. But I asked the Lord, what does it take? Why is everybody coming to me, but I can't hold on? I can't draw. Do you see what I'm saying to you? And he let me know. This is what your purpose is, to do this, this, and this. I'm the one that do this. You know, I remember when he mm-hmm. told me, remember, I don't know if I told you since he told me. I said, Lord, but this, he said, I bring some people to till the ground, to break up the fallow ground. I bring mm-hmm. some people to, um, to lay the seed. I bring some people to mm-hmm. water that seed. And then I'm yeah. the one that brings forth the increase. That's, That's right. what That's makes right. that grow in you. You are God's flower. Mm-hmm. How do you want to mm-hmm. grow? Hmm amazing it's amazing but we have to come to that place of even recognizing that we are God's flower that we're connected to him in that manner that the the God of the universe dwells with inside of us that is a, a realization that most people never really fully embrace because when you think of it in its totality it's like Wow, you know, it it um it takes you back to what he said to Solomon that he had heard Solomon's prayer and that he would make the temple that Solomon built he would call it his house, you know. And then when you you fast forward to when Christ came and then we became the temple of the Holy Ghost, not that building, not that structure, but we house the embodiment of who God is. That's incredible to me. You know, that is something that absolutely, excuse me, should not be taken lightly. And we don't embrace that. We don't fully, this is why, Sam, I believe this in my soul. This is why we live beneath our means. And please, please hear me. I know you know me, so you know I'm not a materialistic kind of person. But I believe that we live beneath our means because we do not fully and in, in, uh, take on the the power, the authority, um, the the recognition of the fact that God lives within us. 
The power of the Holy Spirit is alive within us. We have been born anew, and that being born anew is the spirit of the living God resonating with inside of us. Seriously. I mean, when you get that in your spirit, when you really recognize really what that means, and I don't think we can ever really fully get it in its totality, you know what I'm saying, because of our frailties. It's like we try to figure out an infinite God with a finite mind. So I understand that it's really, really hard to wrap our mind fully around that, but if we could just get an inkling of what that means. Amen. You know, Amen. the true and living God lives within me. I just wish our listeners would just repeat that. The true and living God lives within me. Within me. Doesn't dwell in a building of brick and mortar. Lives within me. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. He lives in me. Not because I was worthy in who I was, but because he made me worthy. He cleansed me. He forgave me. He cleaned up his temple and then came to dwell in it. That's the bottom line. Amen. 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 Wow. That's incredible. That's just, you know, just to ponder on that. You came and you cleaned up your temple so you could move in. It's like any time you move in, I know you're like that and I'm like that. Before I could move into a new residence, I could go and clean it. I don't care who lived there before, how clean it looks or whatever. I have to go in and I have to clean it. I have to go in and I have to anoint the walls. I've got to go in and I've got to pray it. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And that's what God did for us. Before he came to dwell in us, he came in us and cleaned us up and then set up residence. Jesus, hallelujah, then set up residence within us. Wow. What an awesome God we serve. Amen. That's powerful, Fist. Awesome God. That's powerful. You know what what came to me in my spirit to tell Mm -hmm. people from my my own experience, everybody? I take myself Mm -hmm. first. See, you want, when we straddle the fence and we want the world, but we want him too. See, we think that if mm. we give up the world, then we don't, we lose everything, but it's to gain. He shows you the world mm. in a different mindset. See, what you mm. once seen was depressing. He'll show you in a different beauty and a different light. You know, yeah. this trip, I don't know. I, I got to share this with you. And, and, and maybe somebody challenged me. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. But I've seen the Garden of Eden differently on this trip. Mm. I've seen mm. that when he talked about the serpent and, 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 and just how the destruction came in to be and why he said, don't partake of that tree, of that thing. Mm-hmm. It's because it changes mm-hmm. your whole mentality and your mindset. Mm-hmm. See, when you bite mm-hmm. the forbidden fruit of wanting the world and what it possesses, what you think it possesses. Because you look at the Beyonce's and the Jay-Z's and the people with the nice cars and the this and the that. And that's what the TV is programmed to do, to train your mind. Mm-hmm. See, now you're looking at them mm-hmm. and you're not looking at God. You're looking at other gods. And in order right. to have, you want those other gods and you want God too. And he said, thou shalt have no other God before mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You cannot right. enter into his realm. 
for other people. Some people it's possession. Mm-hmm. It may not be possessions for other people. Some people it's their mm-hmm. children. It may not be children for other people. Some people it's their jobs. That's it right. may not be a job for other people. But what is your God? Yeah. This is what the whole. This is what the Holy Spirit told me when I was on that water. Tanya, what is your God? Mm-hmm. What bringing you mm-hmm. to the point where you can't completely come and talk to me? Is something wow. that blocks it. You got to get before him. You got to ask him. He'll do it for you. He will not withhold yeah. everything from you. The devil make you believe mm-hmm. that every time you do something wrong, every time you step out of the way, you depressed. God doesn't love you. God is punishing you My because God. you don't have a lot of money, or you may have lost your job, or you may not have transportation. God don't love you. And if He didn't, if He did love mm-hmm. you, then you would have these things. That's a lie from the devil. Yeah. What are you yes. going to do? What are you going to put in it? It's that alabaster box. The woman with the alabaster box. My favorite story of them all, because I'm that harlot. I'm that one with that alabaster box. What did you mm-hmm. save up in your life that's worth it? That you can give to God and say, take this. This is not even worth mm-hmm. it anymore. I'd rather have you. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's an alcohol, if it's a drug, if it's a woman, if it's a man, if it's a job, it's whatever, whatever. Trust him with it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I ain't going to tell you all hell ain't going to break loose because it does. Because mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. But that's what the devil do to come in so you can run back to your other God. See, there, mm-hmm. it's always going to be something. But what is it worth fighting for? If you're a true mother, you ain't going to mm-hmm. let nobody come up and hurt your child. Amen. You're going to hurt them before you mm-hmm. let somebody hurt your baby. If you're a true mm-hmm. mother. If you are, if you do it, you ain't gonna let nobody take it away. Then why would you let Satan take your relationship away from your father? See, that's why you looking for your earthly mother. You looking for your earthly father. You looking for your earthly children. You looking for your earthly friends. You looking for them to complete you, and they cannot complete you. That's why you don't want to talk to them. That's why I have y'all mad at them. That's why people hold past grudges. That's why people look at themselves mm. like they nothing because you keep holding on to something. What for? What for? Yeah. What? I can't take back what happened yesterday. I only can live one for what today. Mm. That's all I can do mm. now. No, I told my husband when I came back. Mm-hmm. Time for a change. Mm. Some things gonna have to change because let me tell you mm. something. Why would you just you don't serve a, a mediocre God? He didn't die on that cross to be mediocre. He didn't die on that cross to have you depressed. He didn't die on that cross to have you sick. He didn't die on that cross to have you hateful. He didn't die on that cross to have you be closed in a house and don't want to talk to people. He didn't close in a house. He didn't die on that cross because of that. He died on the cross that you may be free and have life and life everlasting. You got to die. I ain't telling you ain't going to die. You got to die. But it's not how you live. It's how you die. If you're going to live good, you're going to die. You're going to. But did you live? Or did you just die? I willed myself to death. You know I did, sis. I used to call out them demons. I was I want to die in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm like, Lord, for all that time I said that, can I have those years back? Because I I want to live. I want to see the true beauty of what you have for me. I know it's greater Hallelujah. than this. That's why the devil kept fighting me. 
because he don't want me to know that it's greater. Even if it's my peace of mind, even if it's my health, even if it's whatever it is, I want to experience it because you've always loved me, always, and I want to love you the same way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a perfect segue into the topic of our of our show today. We've spent the first half of the show just giving you what God was giving us, you know. And but I I, I know it was not for naught. I, I absolutely know that. I know that someone needed to hear exactly those words of life that you just gave them. Seriously, I, there is no doubt in my mind. Because you know what, you we never know who's listening to us, and we never know what God um, wants to do in the lives of not only us, because remember, he has to talk to us first, and then those that we speak to through this medium. You know, and it doesn't stop here. God so blessed us that not only do we do the show here, but it's also syndicated on two other networks. So, you know, when we come together and, and God gives us words like this, I love shows like this where really it's almost off the cuff because, you know, you want the spirit of the living God to have preeminence and the freedom to speak what he knows his child needs to hear. Some of it may be for one specific person to keep them from blowing their brains out this very day. You know, just as you said, you used to call forth death. And now you are rebuking every word that you ever spoke to call forth death because you have found the purpose of life is not in death. The purpose of life is in the living. What are you doing in the living? What are you doing with what God has given you as we open up the show? The gift of life, what are you doing with that? You know, as bad as things may appear to be right now, it is just for the moment. It is just for the moment. Remember, a day to us uh, or a day to God is as a thousand years to us. What we go through is for a moment. It's fleeting. It's passing. This too shall pass. There are seasons and times um, in millennia that we walk through different aspects of life. But God called us here, put us here to do these different things, not just for ourselves, but for those that we come in contact with. So our topic today is what is your perspective on eternity? See, because how you view eternity will have a great bearing on how you view life, how you perceive the time frame that you are currently calling life. What we miss, and and Tam, I want you, before I go really deep into this, I want you to give me what your perspective is on eternity. How This is what I'm looking for. I want to know what you feel about eternity and how eternity affects your life in the here and now. Well, you know what, sis? Okay, I hope I answer it like this. This is how I've seen it. I have three daughters. And each one of my daughters, whether they want to believe it or not, hold a personality attribute and something of me in them, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I realized mm-hmm. that when he said, your seed shall also prosper, it's, that's your children and your grandchildren and your everything that mm-hmm. your lintage, your bloodline, your generation runs through. And what mm-hmm. do you want for them in their lives. I see me in each one of my daughters. They all look like me in some part of me. 
And it let me, how they mm-hmm. live in now, let me know how, what I poured into them and where I was at a place in my life and, and what, what I did and the decisions I made, what's going on with them now. And then in certain mm-hmm. points, it's, it's not. But eternity, see, the reason why, okay, I view eternity as when I leave here, my spirit is talking to the Father. And I'm mm-hmm. at peace, and I'm at a place where I'm happy, and he, he gives me everything that I need to, to, to rejoice with him, to praise him, and to live. But in a different realm. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe some people don't believe in that, but I, I do. I believe that there is a hereafter. I believe that, mm-hmm. again, he gives you the promised land here. And those are in the Bible and the keys to try to figure out that that's where the enemy wants to kill you. So he can kill your dreams, your, your, your prayers, your, your outlook, your response, your everything. So you can't mm-hmm. get to the promised land. I believe that when you mm-hmm. certain people that I've loved have died, and I believe that I felt that peace inside. You know, what I'm trying to say that where mm-hmm. they are is better than where we are. If is that kind of mm-hmm. answer that says for you? Mm-hmm. It does. It does. You now, know, so now and, and I'm I, I hear you. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's how I that's how I'm looking at it because since I didn't look at it like that before. I heard my grandmother and them talk about it, but see, you, we got to be careful because I think sometimes we live, what we look at eternity is how our grandmothers or our grandfathers or what we've heard people say. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't, their view is not good, then your view won't be good. So I right. feel like a lot of times some people have now accepted what the enemy has told them. Once you got from here, it's over. That's why people are in such a quick response to try to be rich or to get married or to do this because they think all that is eternity in their joy. But mm-hmm. if you look at what the word said, Lord, teach me the number of my days that I may be able to live them out in wisdom, that I may be able to know. You know do you see what I'm saying? This is not just it. Mm-hmm. You, it's, this, is, this is not it. This is just a place. It's like the, the master he gave me while you were talking, sis, that went away and left. He gave his servants talents. And he came uh-huh. back. What did you do with what I gave you? Because he's coming back. So what he's going to say is not what did such and such do to you to make you do like that. I know you were molested, but even when I brought deliverance, what did you take with that deliverance? I know that you were raped uh-huh. or by this, but, but I sent deliverance. What did you do with that? Did you did you grow from it? Did you did you move on for it? Did you do better for it, or did you let it do what mm-hmm. what you thought it was sent to do, and that was to destroy you? Mm-hmm. I hope I, I mm-hmm. kind of made sense with that. Amen. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. So, <laughs> I wanted to hear your perspective because your perspective is probably what I would say seventy five percent of uh, the population on the planet believe. Um, I would say that probably another 20% of the population on the planet doesn't believe in eternity. They believe that, you know, they're born, they die, and that's case closed. That's that's the end of it. Um, Most people, as I say, that's and I'm just putting numbers out there. These are not proven statistics, but these are just my, my beliefs. 
that, you know, that 75% that um, things along the similar lines as what you just stated, um, they're looking to get to that place. Like you said, you know, how your grandmother used to talk about it or whatever. They're looking to get to a place of hereafter. They're looking to get to that place of my, my soul is going to live on for eternity once I die in this earth realm. And that is the norm. That 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 is the normal thought pattern. Except for as I said, the people that, you know, don't believe in eternity. They believe they're born, they die and case closed. There's a small percentage that um probably believes in a different manner. And I was listening to the same book that I was talking about. Um and he said something that if I tell you rock my thought pattern, it's like you know how you'll hear something and the bells go off. It's like remember the cartoons where somebody would get an idea or a thought and you saw this bright light bulb go off on top of their head? This is how I felt when I heard this statement. And it really, as I pondered what he said, you can tell when something bears witness with your spirit. And again, we are the temple of the living God. So when it bears witness with the spirit of the living God within you, it is like life altering. Your perception is forever changed. It's like when we came into the saving knowledge of Christ, our perception in things were forever changed. Well, this, just this thought that he put out there completely changed my perception of eternity. And this is what he said. He said that there's too many of us living life to get to eternity. That is our focus. We're trying to get to that place in eternity. When what we should be doing is living life from the seat of eternity because we're already in eternity. And I was like, oh, M-G. And as soon as he said it, it was like, it, it, I promise you, revelation just started to flood, and it made all the sense in the world. See, the scripture will bear witness with itself, okay, because the word of God says that we were in Christ before the foundation of the earth was laid. We were in him. We, were, we are already in eternity, it changes your perspective on your life cycle on this planet. Think about it. And we've talked about this before, and I guess that's why it bears witness to me so strongly, because we've talked about the fact that God could have dropped us in any place in millennia, any place in the timeline of eternity, but this is the given time that he wanted us in this earth realm for such a time as this. We're here in 2018 because he has need for us. On the 23rd day of September 2018, God has need of us to be in this earth realm, in this place, in eternity. So when you think about it, Girl, Powerful. I promise you, it was like bells when I, I'm walking down the street and my arms oh my are up God. in the air, and I'm going, oh, my God. OMG. Oh, my God. OMG. Okay? 
We are so minded of getting to a place of eternity instead of realizing we're already in eternity. And that changes everything. That changes, changes everything, everything, sis. That's powerful. That changes everything. You just, and I got to tell you this, that's powerful. That's, when you just said that, I didn't know what you were going to say. We didn't rehearse this. We didn't anything. Nope. You're absolutely nope. right. And I asked the Lord, what is it that's taking me from not getting? What is it, Tanya? What is it? And I kept saying, what is it, Father? I need to know. What is it? And you just said it. Say it one more time, please. We're trying to get to a place of eternity when we should be living life from the seat of eternity because we're already in it. We're already in it. So in this place, in eternity, think about it. In this place, in eternity that we're at right now, our lives have crossed the paths of so many other lives just in the the time frame, the millennial time frame in which we live. Because think about this, and I've said this many, many times, God is not an on-time God. God is not in time. God is time. God controls time. God can make the sun, make the earth stop revolving around the sun and make time stand still. God is. He controls time. I talked about this. I taught Solid Foundation class this morning, and I talked about this at that point because it's like, you know, we got to be careful the songs that we rehearse in our mind because they sound good and they make sense on the outside, but when you get to know God better, then it changes. So Dottie Peoples has this very, very popular song, he's an on-time God, and we sing it all the time, and yes, he's on time, he's on time. No, he's not, he is time. He can never be late because he controls time. So no, he's not on time. He controls it. And think about it, and he has placed us in this place. And our lives have intercepted other lives as we've gone on this journey in this millennial of time. Okay? We, 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 we've got to understand that the, the time frame, this fear of time that he has allotted us in this earth realm is because there is something for us to do here. We've got a purpose and a destiny. And so as our lives interact with other lives, girl, if I tell you, he's got me on one about this influence thing. As our lives interact with other lives, then that is how we can help those that may be less fortunate of us than us in the fact that they've not come to know the Father as we have. It allows us to help steer them to get to know their dad, to get to know who he really is, to fully understand what it means to have faith in God, how to trust him, how to recognize him for who he is, so that they can, in turn, lead some other people to the knowledge of who he is. And it just keeps going. It keeps going. It's like, you know, we're here, as we talked about being here for our generations. We're here so that our generations can get to know who he is. Remember how he populated the the word of God back in the day before there was a Gutenberg printing press? He had them rehearse him what he had done, the feast that he accomplished, the, the miracles, the manna from on high, the 
freedom from the Egyptian bondage, all of that, he would have them sit down and rehearse the story to the next generation, tell it over and over again so that each generation would not forget or not know who their God is, who he really is, what he is capable of, and tell them the good and the bad. Because if you read the word of God, it tells you the good and the bad. It tells you all the blessings he bestowed upon them, but it tells you about his wrath when he opened up the ground and swallowed them up. It tells you everything because he wants you to get, well, I won't say everything, but it tells you enough so that you can get a knowledge of who he is because we can never know all it is to know of him because, as I said earlier, we're trying to figure out an infinite God with a finite mind. It just does not compute. But he will reveal himself to us. And the more and the deeper and the closer we get to him, the more he will open himself up to us. He said that it was his pleasure to hide the mystery so that it could be our pleasure to unfold it, to find it. He didn't hide from us. He hid for us. He hid just so that we could seek after him, so that we could have that yearning and that longing to know more and more of him. He gave us a freedom of choice so that we wouldn't be forced into obeying him and forced into loving him, but it would be our delight as, a, as opposed to being our duty. We freely give of ourselves to him. We freely obey him. We freely follow him. Think about it. It, it's just, it is mind-boggling, sis. It is just unbelievable. I want to say... Even I tell people, even on this show, I'm telling you, I'm I'm a learner, and I didn't know that, and 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 it delights my soul to learn something different, and I believe that that's what we've been talking about, just about how mm-hmm. after 400 years of being in bondage, how your body's free but your mind is still enslaved mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we don't we're scared mm-hmm. to believe other things. Because of what our grandmothers right. taught us and, and the generational things. Those are generational right. curses. It's not because they did right. not. It's because they only could do with what they had to do with the knowledge or whatever they had at that moment, right. that time. That's that right. doesn't mean we're yeah. into a millennium, what you're saying. He dropped us in this time. Yes, we got this and that. Yep. But he's given us more rims of knowledge to truly know who mm-hmm. he is. And when we live mm-hmm. that, what you're saying. Thank you for that. And when we live it, when we live it and people see it, regardless of the fact, they're going to know who he is in us. Yeah. That's eternity. Yes. That's powerful. I love you yes. for that, sis. Thank you so much. Yes. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I promise you, it was like light bulb whistles, bells and whistles. It was just like, oh, my God. You just, you just blew me back. Oh I didn't God. expect you to say that. I really didn't. I, I don't know what I expected you to say, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we can't learn because when somebody says something, we always have to double question it. Let me research. Nobody's saying mm-hmm. don't research that. You know, know it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes what exactly. happens is we, re- we research it so much and dig so deep into it that we, it, it's just simple. God is. And he's telling us that he's Thank infinity, you. he's time, he's everything. He he controls yeah. it. And and he's letting us see. This is, you know, everybody has a purpose. I believe that. 
If Judas had a purpose, That's then that true. meant everybody had a purpose, didn't what? it? The donkey had a damn purpose what? in the Bible. Everybody has you're, a you're purpose. So regardless of what it is. Wow. When, wow. when Christ talked about Judas, think about what he said. He said, not one of them has been lost, save the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Judas had a purpose. He had a purpose. Even our enemies today, this is something else God dealt with me um, in, in just my time in the mornings with him. And I was thinking about wealth and, and that place of wealth, and, and there's such a difference in riches and wealth and what have you, and, and our perception on wealth. Uh, we got to get that straight as well. But he asked me, he said, what have you blessed your enemy with today? What have you blessed your enemy with today? And it was just like nothing. You know, because he's my enemy. <laughs> like, you know, that's our first thought. He's my enemy. If anything, I done called down legions of angels to to take him somewhere and do something with him because he's my enemy. You know, but when we come down to it, the spirit that may be controlling that individual at that point in time may be, yes, your enemy, but they've already been damned to hell. So what do you have to do with them? Okay, what have you done with the person that, that that spirit is using to bless them? Because, again, in this millennium, in, in this point of time, it, it's like, okay, Lord, my enemy may very well be my assignment. That's what I perceive as my enemy. So I'm talking on two different levels. I know the enemy, the true enemy is the devil and his demons and what have you. But, again, they've already been dealt with. Seriously, you know, they've been damned to hell. They're going to go to hell. It is written and it will be done. Okay, they can come, they can buffet us, but they cannot go any farther than we allow them. Because if we know who we are, them little imps and stuff, we can send them packing. And if Satan himself wants to show up, then that's when the Lord God rebuke you. Okay, because I don't even have to deal with you. You got to be dealt with with my elder brother and my father. I don't have to deal with you. Okay? So when we get to that place of knowing whose we are and then attributing whose we are to who we are, then it's, again, perspective is everything. Things take on a whole nother life. How we deal with it, how we address it is completely different. Completely different. That's why God said without faith, it is impossible to please him. Because the first thing you got to do is believe that God is. That's first. You can't have faith in a God that you don't believe exists. So once you get to move, that's, that's your first step. Okay, I believe you exist. Now you need to teach me who you are and who I am in you. It's progression. So those of you that, that may be listening and maybe you just got saved this morning at church service, you may not understand fully what I'm saying. And you're probably sitting there going, this woman has lost her mind. Well, I've walked this thing for 30 years, so there has been a progression, and I'm still yet learning. What I just shared with you just now just went off. The light bulb just went off like four days ago. <laughs> so, you know, it's a progression. It's a process. It's a process, and God will take you to the different levels in him as you progress, and he knows you can handle it. Everybody can't handle what I just said. 
Half of I know I probably lost half of them. <laughs> Damn, I probably lost half of them. But that's okay because one day, as if you kill along, if you continue to follow after God, He will reveal different things to you. There are things that Mother used to say to us that I might not have understood right then, but as time progressed, and I know you can bear witness to this, as time progressed, and it made yeah. sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you on that. I got you on that. I can remember this true story. I can remember going to mother one morning, heart broke, just distressed, just distressed in my spirit about my husband. And she let me pour out my heart to her. And then she told me, just as matter of factly, baby girl, would you go out there and cut some of my roses off my rose bush for me and bring it to me? By this time, I done talked her ear off. I'm calm. I'm cool. Sure, mother, I go out. I cut the roses. I think she just wants some pretty roses for her house. And I ain't got no issue doing that, okay? And then when I did it, then I went back in. Then she looked at me and she told me, now I want you to take those roses and I want you to go home and I want you to cook your husband breakfast and I want you to put those roses on the tray. And I looked at her, and, I, and, and these were my exact words. You must have some strychnine to go with that breakfast that you want me to cook if you think I'm going home and I'm getting ready to feed that brother. I'm serious, because that was my frame of mind. Now, I'm calm, but are you serious? <laughs> I mean, everything I just shared with you, you want me to go do what? But see, I didn't fully understand what she was teaching me. I, out of obedience. I did what she told me to do after I, I had my little rebellious moment. But I did what she told me to do. And if I tell you when I did what she told me to do, there was such a liberation within me because she told me this when she told me. She said, baby, it's not for him. It's for you. And I'm going, what do you mean? She said, you got to let this go. So it's not for him. It's for you. But I need you to do this. So, again, we go through stages where, and after a while, things start to make sense when they're said to you at one stage in your life with God. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense that the Lord God Almighty, Jesus himself, said to bless your enemy. It makes no sense that he said if somebody takes something from you, give them even more. That makes no sense. Not in, not in this earth realm, not in our flesh. It makes no sense. Oh, you taking something? I got something for you. You think you're going to take something from me. That's the earthly. That's that fleshly mentality. But that that God is teaching us takes us to new realms of revelation in him. And as we grow in these revelations and as we grow in the knowledge, the wealth of knowledge that he's giving us, as we grow in these things, then and only then are we fit to lead others along the way. We got to walk it out. That is why leaders go through so much H-E-L-L. Say it, sis. Because we've got to walk it out before we can help someone else get through it. Come on now. We've got to walk it out. Because if we don't, we cannot convince another person that you can make it through. I've, I've said this for the past couple of days. I did a, a show last night. I started my new series on Kingdom Influencer. And I mentioned this last night, and I said it again this morning, and it is just so in my spirit. I'm not a salesperson. 
I can't sell you ice water in, in the summertime in Las Vegas, and you know it's hot here, because I'm not a salesperson. Because for me, either you want it or you don't. I'm not going to sit there and haggle with you. I'm not going to try to convince you to buy it. It is what it is. Network marketing does not work for me. It's just not my thing. I've tried several different arms of it. It don't work because I'm not that person. But God in heaven knows if you put me in a room with some people and let me talk about what I'm passionate about like we do week in and week out here, that I can definitely share my passion with you. I can do that because I've walked this thing out because I know God. Because I know what he's done in my life. So this is why leaders have to go through so much. Because God has to reveal himself to us. And 99.9% of the time, God is revealed to us in our trials and in our tribulations. Not when all things are hunky-dory and grace. If we weren't walking through something traumatic in our life, we would not press into his presence the way we do. We would not seek him the way we do. Job had to get to the place of losing everything, including his health, to press in and ask questions of God. See, because his thought was, God, give it and the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He wasn't questioning God. He wasn't, and everybody preaches that, that, oh, Job was a mighty man. But no, Job had to go through everything he had to go through to really get to an understanding of the God that he was giving honor to. And then, and only then, when he got to his lowest place, did he start to question God. And it wasn't in a negative thing. It was just, I need some answers. I need to understand. That's when he needed to press into the place of God. I need you. I need to have a one-on-one with you. My crazy friends have come and told me everything from A to Z. I can't listen to them. Okay, my wife told me to curse you and die. I don't want to do that either, but I need to get into your presence. I need you to speak to me. I need a one-on-one with you, God, you and me. And when God began to speak, where were you when I hung the moon and the stars and all of those things? And it was like, oh, wicked wreck that I am. But see, what we missed in that dissertation between Job and God God started to reveal himself to Job. And at the end of that dissertation, he wasn't angry with Job because Job asked him. He wanted to be, wanted Job to get to a place to press in to him enough to want to know. And then at the end of it, after he explained him, he didn't explain himself, he just put Job in chat so that Job could really understand the enormity of who God is, then he blessed him with double. Watson with double was like, you know, you had to walk through this. So I can use you as an example, as an upright man, not as a sinful man. As We got plenty of examples in the word of God of sinful men, but this was an example from an upright man who still had to walk through. How do you feel we don't have to walk through? We've got to, but there's purpose even in our walkthrough. There's purpose in the process. There's purpose in the progress. And we've got to understand that there's purpose in God for our lives. 
So we've got to shift our mindset. We're almost at the end of the broadcast. We've got to shift our mindset from that mindset of I'm just pressing in. I only want to make it in. I, and I keep using Dietrich Haddon's song. I like Dietrich, but, you know, this song is just like I only want to make it in. I just want to hear well done. I just want to get to eternity. No, no, no. God, I want you to use me to the fullest extent that you can while I'm yet here because you got me here for a reason. I don't want to waste time. I know you are time, so I don't want to waste what you are. I want to be all that you have created me to be. I want to do all that you purpose for me to do. And when it's over, when it's said and done, I want to hear well done, yes, because I left nothing undone. I left nothing undone. Powerful, powerful. That's powerful, too. That's it. That's the show today. That's it. That's it. We've got to get to that place where our perspective changes so that how we treat time and eternity changes, so that how we treat this precious time of millennial that we have right now, that we treat it differently, that we don't waste it with bitterness and anger and resentment and unforgiveness and retaliation and all those different things. Say it. Say it. Be about our Father's business. Let's truly, truly be about our Father's business. Amen? That's powerful. Amen. Amen. Love you, sis. Thank you so much for being a blessing. Ah. And I pray everybody gets it. Amen. 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 I need you to call me I right love after you. the show. I need to talk to you about something, okay? Uh, okay. And I love you. Beautiful. Okay. I love you, too. God bless, everybody. Bye, honey. God bless you guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.